Hello and welcome to Made by Mummers, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, we are so excited to be working with Dykeman on this very special branded episode of the podcast. It's a good one today, isn't it, George? It is a good one and it is dedicated to what you wish you knew before becoming a parent because let's be honest, if you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we've heard from you about your why didn't they tell me moments. Now, these are ones uh, uh, you kind of wish that your best mate had warned you about or the things that you really, really didn't know about parenting. Yeah, because you really don't know until you're in it like you you just don't but I think before we get into it a big thank you to Dykeman for sponsoring this episode yeah quality affordable footwear for the whole family we are obsessed with them because they've got some of the biggest brands such as Adidas Nike Puma Skechers and Fila for the best price on the UK high street yeah they have we actually went into the store a couple of weeks ago and the ease of shopping is incredible they have this rack room concept which means you can easily browse all the styles and sizes so you don't have to wait around for the poor shop assistant to have to keep going back and forth to get different <laughs> different sizes because you think your kid's an eight but actually they've grown to be a ten. It does make it so much quicker. Yeah, there was something really magical as well about the little ones going in there and picking their own boxes, opening Mm -hmm. them up and putting them on themselves. And like Georgia said, it was so much easier in terms of time, but also all the styles were just there. It was so easy. They have this price promise as well. So if you can find the same pair of shoes anywhere on the high street for a lower price, they'll actually refund you the difference. Plus they give you an additional pound back for your time. Yeah, and along with footwear, there's also like a whole range of accessories too, including backpacks, lunch boxes, and water bottles as well. So you can get everything that you need there. I think it's safe to say that we wish we knew about Dykeman sooner. Yeah, I mean, it would have made our shoe shopping experience much more enjoyable. Now, let's get to hear some of your messages. You're going to kick us off, so? Yes, I'm going to start with this one because it's a topic that we discuss. I mean, constantly for seven years since we I became mums. I know what mums. you're going to say. I literally know before you've even said it. This is from um, this is from Sophia. I wish that I knew that kids never sleep. I honestly would have thought twice from a very sleep deprived mama. Oh my god, why did, why were we not warned more about this? Like, if somebody had said to me, "You will be woken up every single day before six a.m. forever," <coughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm just not sure. It's just, there is never a lie-in for us. There is never. And we're not one of those families that take it in turns. So it's not like on a Saturday, you know, I get to have the lie-in or does, you know, we don't flip-flop. Like even we went out on Friday evening and had a few drinks with some friends. And then, you know, you get to bed at even like midnight. It wasn't even that late. But then then they come at 5.45 and I'm just... There's just no point in going out anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? The sleep thing is a killer. And also, like, I think sometimes you can get, I mean, I do, I sometimes get really smug, like, oh, you know, my kids are sleeping in at the moment. And then one thing will happen and then they don't mm. anymore. So, like, you can't mm. even enjoy, enjoy it when they are sleeping because you know that they only need to get, like, a cough or, I don't know, some nightmares. And then all of a sudden it's all like... Yeah spun around again and you're not sleeping no I totally agree with you I don't think I think the whole newborn sleep I kind of knew about I just didn't realize it yes carried carried on yeah people keep saying to us as well like just you wait until they're teenagers because they're going to be sleeping in until you know you 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 know 11 you have to go and wake them up and I'm like how many more years 
Does the clock have to start with five? Do you know what? I hate to say this as well, but Axel's friends with an 11-year-old who's in year seven and he still gets up at 6am every day. Right, I'm out. And his his parents say exactly the same thing. They're like, I thought this was supposed to stop. Like, why are you not sleeping in? Oh gosh, this is not what I want to hear. That it only gets harder. Teenagers are difficult. That's from Lorraine. Lorraine! Yeah, do you know what and I think that's probably a period of our life that we can remember more obviously so Mm. you know what we were like when we were teenagers and I think the different worries come in then so Mm. it's it's not you know about something happening in the playground yeah or if they've eaten their breakfast if they've eaten their breakfast this is (laughs) these are more serious issues that we have to worry about and Mm. I, I do I think about that a lot you know at the point where they're getting on the bus by themselves or they want to go and hang out in town with their mates or you know then they get to the stage where they're actually allowed to go out on a night out I won't yeah. sleep and then we're not sleeping yeah. again yeah exactly this is the whole sleep <laughs> sleep thing all over again <laughs> you know what I think if I had written in for this mine my thing would have been something like this obviously I'm not at teenage stage yet but it would have been that I wish I knew that the worry and the stress and all of that doesn't end when they go to school. I think in my mm. head, I always had this thing of like, oh, but when they go to school, everything will be all right. When they go to school, everything will be all right. And then you suddenly realise, like you just said, these different problems come in and, mm. you know, there's there's different challenges. And it, it, it's physically easier, I would say. Like, you know, bit like you're not doing because so much physically the house. yeah yeah because they just leave the house by themselves yeah yeah mentally is a different yeah it's, it's a different there's different challenges and that would be mine I wish you know I wish they told me Claire says losing freedom overwhelm and mum rage mm. um all of those feelings Claire I think I feel on a day-to-day basis like I had an incident with Kit and Luna, like I think it was, yeah, it was just last week, maybe like three or four days ago, and we'd had this really lovely morning, and Kit had been super helpful, and he'd laid up the table, and I thought, oh my god, we're getting somewhere, like really listening, because mm. this first time listening thing is a big thing for me, because I have to keep saying stuff on repeat constantly, yeah. and I don't know what happened. It was like a flick of a switch, and Kit suddenly went from being really well behaved to he just would not put his shoes on, and mm. as opposed to me handling it very calmly, and I just obviously at that point just need to get down to his level and maybe just put his shoes on for him. I just fought back with him and I was like, you need to put your shoes on. And then he started shouting at me and I got this really bad mum rage and it was awful. The next Mm. half an hour, all the fighting that happened, he was slamming. We got to that point where I was like, this is completely out of control. That mum rage comes out of nowhere and it's actually quite scary. But at eight o'clock in the morning, the cortisol levels are so high and you're trying to get to school on time. We were late for school and oh, yeah, I think the mum rage can be quite intense. Yeah, and also just the aftermath of that and how guilty you can feel. Oh, awful. And it, yeah, no one prepares you for that. And no one prepares you that you'll argue with like a four or five-year-old and, and actually yeah. how heated <laughs> that can get. It's weird, isn't it? Because I, I just kind yeah. of laugh like, oh, well, you know, what are you doing? Why would you argue with a child? And then you're in it and you're like, oh, here I am. It's happening. With a child. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely happening. Um, This one's from Laura. She's put... It would near enough ruin your marriage. Ten years just us will never get over the change. There's actually quite a few messages like this about, you know, how much it changes your relationship. That makes me feel so sad hearing that. (sighs) I know. But it's true. It does change. Like, it, it really does. And I think it's something people don't 
they don't warn you about. And so then you're not prepared. And then you spend, you know, the first couple of years, not only navigating a new life, raising a child and bringing, you know, looking after a human, but also trying to like pull back a relationship because you didn't know that it would happen and you didn't put anything in place or have conversations about what you would do when these sorts of things happened. It's really weird, isn't it? Because society and everything that we've consumed, whether it's from our parents or whether it's things that we've read or articles, newspaper, whatever it is, give us the message that, and we even say it, like kids are the most important things in our life. You know, we always have to start anything with, I love my kids unconditionally, but now absolutely, of course. But what about our relationships? Why do Mm. we, when we have our kids, devalue our relationship with our partner? And Mm. I really, really, really believe this. And I really want to write a book about it because I feel super passionately that yes, of course, a baby comes along and your life gets flipped on its head. But that doesn't mean that you have to bring your partner so far down the list and you both do it to each other that at Mm. the end of the day, there is no relationship left. Yeah. Because that's just misery. You guys may stay together, but what what is that's not a life. Yeah. We have to get back to a place where we are communicating better and, you know, making sure that you know, at, at the end of the day, we mustn't forget about the person we're in love with. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think even if it's acceptance that your life looks different for a few years and accepting that together, but checking in with each other so yes. it's not just forgotten. So it's not, you know, I think there's no pressure to, you know, after 2 months or whatever start having date nights and all of that this is not about that it's like Zoe says it's like about just keeping the communication going and just checking in with each other so you don't like completely forget who you you know who you were before and what what you like and to know yeah I, I just I, I, agree I agree with you I think it's yeah it's a lot about the communication so here's one from Martha she says girls why didn't anyone tell me how quickly the kids feet grow <laughs> And that you have to replace PE shoes, football shoes, (laughs) school shoes, sandals every three to four months. Well, that, yeah, why did no one tell us that? It's a nightmare. I literally, and you know how difficult it is for me to do stuff like that with admin. (laughs) I'm like, right, I've got them all sorted. And then three months later, they're complaining because their feet hurt because the shoes are too small. And you've got to do it all over again. But actually, (laughs) hey, because this episode is sponsored by Dykeman, there's that half term offer, which is 30% off. So, Martha... Get yourself down to Dykeman. We've sorted it for you. You can thank us later. I wish that someone had told me how long feeding and birthing takes. Also, how uncomfortable milk letdown can be. Oh my God, do you remember that? (laughs) 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 Do you know what? The whole feeding thing I didn't realise was so difficult. And I actually Mm. thought when I went to bottle feeding, I was like, oh, well, this will be easy now, right? Because, you know, I've got a bottle and a baby that will know how to drink from a bottle. Oh, no. No, no, no. They don't know how to drink Mm. from a bottle. They have to be taught. And then you have to burp them. And they also don't know how to do that either. So then that takes a long time. And then also, what about the teats? I forgot about that. Like Endless teats. All the teats. Like you start on a number one and then you have to go up to the next number. And then that might be too much. And so you have to go back down again. I mean, what? I literally thought you just bought a bottle and some formula and put it in a baby's mouth and then they'd be happy no no me too that is not how it works i'll never forget buying the wrong the wrong size bottle the the wrong size tea i know (laughs) don't i love this one actually it says it's okay to not enjoy it at times it doesn't make you a bad mother here here 
Yeah, and I wish someone had told me that. that. Yeah, and it's a good for a reminder, you know, like every now and then just to remind yourself that it's fine not to enjoy it all the time. Like, it's just normal. No one enjoys every, anything all the That's time, That's what I was about to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing. This one really made me giggle. This is from Ashley. You'll hear crying every single time you wash your hair after you have kids. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Isn't that true? Yes, the shower. Like, I, I'm not so much now, but I would say that's, you know, nearly eight years on. Yeah. But yeah, for years and years, you just hear crying every time you put the shower on. That is, Even that when is, there is no crying Yeah, even the house, when they're not in the house. You still hear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. even when they're not there. Even when you're away <laughs> from them. My God. On this side, there's quite a lot of things about like physical changes. Do you know what as well I didn't think of? You know, there's so much language around, you know, getting your body back after having a baby and like all this stuff. And someone's actually put in here how fit and strong you need to be to take care of a baby. There's so much lifting and carrying. And that is so true. Like lifting a car seat, like heavy. Very Collapsing a, a pram, lifting yeah. it out, putting it up, all that. Yeah, yeah, lifting them out of the car seat. Exactly. And when in we, the car seat. Yeah. yeah. And when we um, first had like Luna and Axel, we lived in flats, didn't we? And there were no lifts because they were in really old buildings, and we would have to carry them in their car seats up the stairs, like several flights of stairs. On like, yeah. and I just remember thinking like. Oh my god! Like because it's not their way; it's the car seat way and the bag and everything else. So yeah, you really do. Like you've just been basically through a huge <laughs> body change, and then you've got to start lifting weights upstairs. Yeah, I used to. We'd we'd have been to the gym in the morning, and I'd have Axel asleep in the car, and I used to just purposely not go home, and I would just drive around Cheltenham until James finished training, and then I'd be sat in the car downstairs when he got back, like you know, four hours later, he'd be like, what What have you been doing? I'm like, well, I've just actually just been sat here. I've driven like through the drive through McDonald's to get a coffee and I've just <laughs> carried on driving because I cannot face carrying everything up the stairs without oh, you. Oh, bless you. I know. I, I thought you were going to say that, that you put your uh, you put your seat back and slept in the car with him, which is what I did loads which of times. Which would have been clever. I did clever, do that. Yeah. yeah uh, that Phoebe says, why didn't anyone tell me that I wouldn't walk for a month after my natural bath? Uh, birth yeah but oh no. my god it's, it's yeah. so hard to walk after that it's hard to mm. whatever birth you've had if you've had one that's left you you know with stitches or in pain it is really really weird trying to walk properly and everything hurts sitting down going for a wee trying to get dressed it's excruciating mm. yeah actually no one really talks about the art yeah everyone focuses on the birth itself and never really like no one really talks about the recovery after and that mm. it, yeah it like you say it can take a really long time um this is funny well it's not funny because it's just true but the only one of you could leave the house at a time without taking a baby with you do you remember doing that like <laughs> no, no no i'll go to the shop i'll go to the shop to get the milk no 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 i'll go i'll go <laughs> Literally the smallest task that you've <laughs> yeah. never wanted to do before. You suddenly like you're raising your hand and legging it out the front door just for 10 minutes apiece, aren't you? Yeah. And then you'd be in like the supermarket like, oh, this is oh. lovely. I'm going to walk around and look at every item in here. This is great. And you'd be an hour. Aisle six. Yeah. <laughs> Aisle six was like a holiday to the Bahamas, wasn't it? Oh, just mooching around looking at the... Uh, the biscuits. Um, mm. Someone said here, this made me feel sad, how overstimulated you'll feel, but also just how lonely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
100%. No one's going to tell you that though, are they? No, and no one sort of sort of tells you that, you know, your life slows down when you've got a newborn, but your head feels so busy. Like physically, mm. your life slows mm. down, doesn't it? You know, you, you're probably mm. at home more, you're not rushing around so much, you know, especially with your first. But I think you do, like you feel so busy that you can't, like, you know, like, I look back now and I think, oh my God, why could I, did I not find the time to like eat or have a cup of tea or I couldn't, you know, you can't work it out. And it's because when you're in that moment, there is so much to think about that so your much brain, to learn. yeah, your mm. brain just gets completely full. It's weird, isn't it? Cause you're never alone, but you feel really lonely. Yeah. I mean, I know that certain people don't and that's absolutely fine, but our reality, or at least my reality was in periods, like I did love those afternoons where it was, where, I, where I'd left you and it was just me and Lou, but I also... I think I struggled with that a lot because I was learning this new skill and, but I was having to do it all by myself. Um, yeah. and some of the days were really hard, really long, especially if you couldn't get a shower or get out of the house yeah. or, and you felt like you've achieved nothing, mm. but you hadn't cause you kept a tiny human alive and you're learning how to be a parent. Yeah. Yeah, hardest exactly. Thing ever do. Yeah. Mm. It is the hardest thing you ever do. Um, this is from Lucy that you'd want to sell your kids and then have a thousand more in the next heartbeat. <laughs> We were shopping on Friday night and Gigi was being horrific. She's being horrific in general about what she wears. Like, I think it's a control thing. And I, I'd taken her to Lakeside to get a school coat. And I'd, you know, like, which one do you want? Like, basically getting a million navy coats out. And she tried every single one on and then basically just freaked at me and started screaming I don't like it I don't want I want sparkles I don't want navy but you do have those moments where you're like I don't want to be here right now I need to be somewhere else yeah and those big conversations I don't even Mm. think you wouldn't believe them because it's weird normal day-to-day stuff before kids come along you wouldn't Mm. ever be in those scenarios where imagine like a going shopping with your mate and she's chucking a coat down on the floor going I and don't like shouting at you. I hate you it just wouldn't happen so you don't you, really know how to deal with did, it and if you did you really would just walk away and never talk to her again <laughs> like you would so true no one ever told me that potty training is really hard and emotionally exhausting mm. so true yeah do you remember about um when Luna was learning to potty train and poor little thing had this awful fear in her head of going for a wee. And so I would have to, she would restrict and hold it in for hours and hours and hours until she was sweating and red and in agony and developed a UTI. And the only time that I could get her to wee and to release it is if we had a we would have like three or four baths together a day. I just had to sit in the bath with her because the hot water would just relax her. Mm. It's, I mean, I know. it is a minefield. It is, exactly. And no one also sort of mentions that the timing is so key. Like with Gigi, we had the same, didn't we? But she used to restrict yeah. doing a poo. That went on for so long and probably yeah. came from her starting maybe too early. or too early. like, mm. And actually, we're always in such a rush. Like I think no one ever told me like not, there is you don't need to rush all these milestones and all these things you really don't and actually sometimes you're so much better just to wait um a little bit longer and these things happen sort of in a more natural way oh my god it's so true you're absolutely right with that like you know some of your mates might be like oh yeah mine was completely potty trained by 18 Mm. months or Mm. you're just thinking oh well mine doesn't is not showing any signs of being ready so 
you've got to yeah, roll with that side exactly. of it. Exactly, you really have. Someone is, but perhaps people did tell me, and I didn't. I didn't properly listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or you're just like you're just going la 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 yeah. la la. You're just blocking your ears. Yeah, is that could also be true, couldn't it? Yeah, I, you've just got your fingers in your ears at that point. Cause you've got <laughs> to. You've got to, You've got to live and breathe it yourself to actually believe it. Um, thank you so much for sending in all of your lovely thoughts around this subject. It, I've really enjoyed this podcast. It's been nice to go back on sort of down memory. It. Lane with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant. loved it. And thank you so much to Dykeman for sponsoring this special episode of Made by Mamas. Dykeman is the place to go for all your kids' footwear needs. And thank you again for listening to this episode of Made by Mamas, the podcast. Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. <laughs>